From the Center for Conscious Communication, this is Leading Life. Hi everyone, my name is Stacy Carruth. I'm the founder of the Center for Conscious Communication, and this is Leading Life, a podcast spotlighting women business leaders who are making a difference, following their passion, and challenging the status quo. Today, my guest is Leanne Miller. Leanne is the executive director of the Casper Community Greenhouse Project, a nonprofit whose mission is to build greenhouses and educate and foster community. She's also the project director of Fresh Foods Wyoming, a company whose mission is to provide access to fresh and local foods through a CSA, farmer's markets, and local deliveries. And if that isn't enough, she also started Eat Wyoming, something that I'll ask her about in just a minute. So welcome, Leanne. Thank you. It's great to be here. Leanne, this is a list, quite a list of titles. You have a lot going on in your life. Seems like you're making a really big impact when it comes to local food. Can you say a little bit more about Eat Wyoming and then maybe looking at all the different hats that you're wearing in this business as well? Well, well, I'd love to. Actually, everything kind of ties together. It kind of comes around full circle in that the whole purpose is to bring local foods to help the sustainability of farmers and to bring that to the consumers who really who really need it or want it. Local food, of course, has many attributes as less traveled, more nutrition. Uh, we sustain our economy. I mean, there's a multitude of things that happen with that. So the mission has been over oh, the last 10 years to work on a project that would help connect consumers with producers. So Eat Wyoming specifically was kind of born out of COVID, um, actually. Fresh Foods Wyoming is an L3C company, which is a limited liability, low profit with a social mission, kind of similar to Vertical Harvest in in Jackson. They mm-hmm. have a social mission as well. Our mission is that we help our farmers be sustainable and we connect good local and nutritious foods to our to our consumers, that they have access to it. And so we do travel all over the state. And with that, when COVID hit and everyone was doing online markets, fresh foods, it was the distribution, was picking up the vegetables and then bringing them back and creating veggie boxes, et cetera. Well, when COVID hit and everyone was doing online marketing, we created a statewide virtual online market so that people could connect with their beef producers, the lamb producers, the um, vegetables, um, the CSA, the veggie boxes, all of that would be available to them. Uh, they could connect with their their dairy and it all just seemed to fit perfectly the timing of it at that time. So that's where Eat Wyoming kind of was born. And so now we literally have um, orders that come from all over the state and we pick up and deliver all over the state. So we make regular runs on a regular basis. Wow. So you have drivers now, I think, if I'm correct, because I know for a long time you were delivering as well as all the other things that you were doing. You were showing up at my house <laughs> to deliver. That's true. Um, at, at the very beginning, um, I was doing the deliveries as well and making, you know, traveling across the state. Uh, we now have a couple of delivery drivers or pickup drivers. So we make regular trips to the Bighorn Basin, which is where we get a lot of our produce, because we just found that 
There are pockets of excellent growing areas, and then there's larger pockets of population. It was interesting because we actually did a study that showed Natrona County, we started with Natrona County, and it showed that while they had a lot of people who were interested in buying local produce and et cetera, we just didn't have enough large, I say large scale. When I say large scale, they're all small farmers because the vegetable producers in the state all grow on less than five acres. Mm -hmm. Um, So we don't have any large vegetable producers, which I hope we can change in the future. Um, But at this point, we get an amazing amount of awesome vegetables out of five acres at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, But what we found was they had low population and didn't have markets for it. So that really fit into very well with what our mission was. So we make regular trips to the Bighorn Basin. We then transport goods to the Fremont County, Teton County areas. We we go to Albany and Laramie counties. We also um, are trying to expand into the Sweetwater, Uinta, and and the counties on the uh, on the western side of the state. So with that being said, we're there just about every week. We make these runs, and I couldn't do that every all the time. Who knew I would be a logistics dispatcher at, you know, this point in my um, career, so to speak. But um, that's a full-time job in itself. And so I have some some great drivers who, who do all the driving around and deliveries. Not to say that I don't pick up one once in a while so I can stop in and visit with all my people. Oh, well, everyone loves to see you. I know. I know I do. <laughs> well, thank you. So it was 10 years ago, I think when I watched uh, Food Inc. And I had this idea that a CSA couldn't be done in Wyoming. Now, it may have been more than 10 years ago. I know you've been doing what you've been doing for about 10 years. But where you live in not a very fertile state. So did that seem like an obstacle to you? Um, It was huge. It was a huge barrier. I really wanted to create a CSA. Our group of people basically... The, the doctor in the group, you know, said we need better nutrition. How do we do that? We've, we really need to create more nutritious opportunities for people. And Wyoming is, is a huge state with lots of traveling between it. Um, and so it was a huge barrier. But what we found, and I have to tell you, it started small. We, we met at a, a career day of all places about 10 years ago with a farmer in the Bighorn Basin who um, was talking about farming. We were talking about nonprofits and and how do we um, move into that. And when we met them, they said, well, we have, we have product that we can't, you know, we have more product than we know what to do with. And we hate to see it go to waste. And we said, well, we'd like to create CSAs or a veggie box. It's it's kind of morphed from a CSA into what we call a veggie box. Um, We started out with 10. I'd go up there. I brought 10 back. Um, It is, I am currently doing 85 boxes. Uh, In the winter, I do uh, every other week. In the summer, I do it weekly. But we are, you know, I mean, so in that 10 years, it's grown. We have some very loyal customers who love what they get. It's like Christmas um, I, I, I'm glad I don't know until the day of that. And then I, I get to try all kinds of new vegetables, but it does give everyone an opportunity to, to access such great food. But it has been a long time in coming because there is so much 
travel that has to come between it because we really did find that as anyone knows who lives in Natrona County, we have we have soil amendment huge soil amendments that we have to do because we have such different ground and different soils in different parts of the uh of the city of the county. Um the weather is unpredictable. Um we have a very short growing season. Um and the wind is another um so there's lots of barriers in the growing part and then but we have a population that's begging for it. And then you go to some of the places that are a little more I call them the banana belts of Wyoming. You know, they're in between two the Bighorn Basins, between two mountain ranges, they have excellent soil, they have a little longer growing season, so that makes it they have a little different type of weather in the summer. You know, they so they grow excellent peppers and things like that because it gets hot at the right time and and um so those things were all taken into consideration. Well, in order for but they have very low population. So what do they do with the things that they grow? And that's really where this collaboration was born is let's partner with these farmers. Let's bring their produce and their products, you know, to an area that has a larger population. Um, so we started out with Casper. It started out slow and it's grown. Now we're trying to do that in the, over the entire state so that everybody has access to those. Wow. How great for Wyoming. <laughs> We've needed this for a long time. So you said we, when you talked to the farmers that we were proposing, you know, sharing their produce in Natrona County or, you know, starting these veggie boxes or CSA. Is there someone that you started with? Oh, absolutely. While I do the day-to-day and every day and I'm, I'm, you know, they're answering the phone and I make a lot of the connections, really the vision was started by a doctor who said, you know, hey, in order to fix the health of our, our people, in order for us to become a healthier society, community, et cetera, we just, if we eat better, if we have access to better food, this will help create healthier communities. And so there was there was a group with a community greenhouse project. When it started, there was a group of people who all thought very similar, shared the same vision and thought if we can just teach people. So the community greenhouse project really is all about education and educating. And so we said, okay, we're going to build, where, where can we make the most difference? So that project strategize that if we build greenhouses as a classroom at elementary schools and get young kids to see that if they grow their own food, first of all, it hasn't traveled thousands and thousands of miles. So it tastes better. It tastes fresher. It's, it's, um, it's just, you know, a little different than what they're used to Mm -hmm. that if we can get them to say, Oh, I can grow in one container or I can grow in a garden, or I can grow in a field, those sorts of things. And we started with elementary schools because if we change their habits early on, it translates into their adulthood and they just become a healthier community. And they also kind of convince their family and parents, oh, let's grow our own tomatoes or let's, you know. So our plan was we want everyone to have a garden, but we do have those obstacles. We don't have... um, you know, sometimes there are um, obstacles in gardening. So, um, you know, then there's community gardens, there's your container gardens. Um, but from that, then 
Um, we then started to collaborate. Um, our our company, Fresh Foods Wyoming, then started finding the farmers around the state that wanted to become a part of the same mission. Um, again, um, like I said, the doctor um, who really vision this um, was Dr. Jesse Miller is a currently working physician here in um, Wyoming, but he's or in Casper actually, um, pretty busy, so doesn't get to do the day to day things. But the vision has remained true, and now we um, collaborate with farmers uh, and producers from all over the state, because really it does take a collaboration among lots of people in order to make any of this come to fruition. So we're pretty lucky in that, and we're pretty lucky, and we have great customers who you know want to participate. I'm hoping we we want to grow. Now we're working on trying to um, the next vision, so to speak, in our group of people is that in order to make these farmers sustainable, we need to move them to the next level, not just consumers, but possibly wholesale. And um, where can you know where can we partner them with people who want to carry their products and and how can we get fresh produce locally? growing fresh produce into wholesale markets. Oh, wow. So it sounds like you're planting a lot of seeds with kids and really have this long-term vision. And you're also just looking at how to support everyone. It's a, it's the farmers, the it's the kids, it's the families. How do we make everyone healthier and happier and uh, just more sustainable in our own state? And that's really it. Um, I know there's a lot of moving parts to it, but the overall arching goal, um, we just want to find a way to make a healthier, happier community. And, you know, how do we do that? We're an agricultural state. It's really interesting because fruits and vegetables are a small part of that. And we're hoping to grow that actually. I mean, we have lots of beef and sheep and, and agriculture but we haven't had a lot of food. And the other part of this was, I think the fact that our group, when we sat down and looked at what the biggest barrier was for Wyoming is the food system. How do we create a better food system? How do we, we're a landlocked state. If, if we can't get, you know, I'll say that um, I noticed it because I've lived through a few farmer strikes and harbor strikes and et cetera. And when those happen, you have very little produce in your grocery stores. And so that was a problem that has always been top of mind. And when we sat down and said, you know, what do we, what can we do? How can we make, you know, our, our community, our society, our state, you know, what can we do to help improve it? That was really, how do we get food access at food access is the number one thing. And so from that, these little baby steps are growing into now a more robust um, opportunity. And, and we hope that we can continue to grow with it. So, yeah, well, you're on a real roll, it sounds like. <laughs> so I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly seems. So I read that you've had over 40 years of experience in sales and marketing and hospitality I'd love to hear about how that ties in with what you're doing now. And also, what sparked your interest? I hear that you have this big passion about food and, and you saw these strikes. 
But what, what was it that said, okay, now I'm going to do this? <laughs> well, I guess, I guess I should start from the beginning. So it does come around full circle. Mm-hmm. Um, I was born in Minnesota and my family ran a dairy farm. So I have an agricultural background and it was a large, it was a large dairy farm. We did, you know, the big silver truck came and filled up with the milk and my, my grandmother did a thousand chickens and we had huge egg production and, and we always grew our own vegetables. We, you know, fall was the time when we harvested everything. We canned everything. We preserved everything. We, you know, all of that. So I have, I have a built-in agricultural background, so to speak. But I moved to Wyoming in 69 when I was a teenager, which probably tells everybody how old I am. But um, <laughs> the the fact that when I came to Wyoming, it was much harder. I came to Natrona County. It was much harder to grow. Got into other things, et cetera, started sales. And I have to say sales is probably always in my background because even when I was young, you know, we had a huge garden. I'd go around the neighborhood with, you know, my wagon and sell veggies and, <laughs> and et cetera. So that's why I say it's kind of full circle. But when I moved here and then got out of high school, my husband at the time was uh, in the oil field. So we moved around a lot. So I just started in sales, you know, wherever we were, I did some sort of a sales job. And so I have, I do have a lot of experience in sales. I've sold a lot of different things. Well, when I moved back to, we kind of traveled around with the oil field, but when I came back to Casper, I got into the media and sold advertising which is a very competitive uh, medium, but, you know, learned how, how to read people, how to, you know, sell to different, how to, um, all of the Zig Ziglar and all of the big seven habits and all of those sorts of things all came into play in the media. Well, that transitioned really well into hospitality, which of course is another sales service type of thing. But I guess the point I'm making is that you meet a lot of people, You learn how to connect with people. But all during that time, I never kind of forgot how, how, where I, where my background was. And partly because during that time, I'm going to be honest, we ate terribly. You know, you're in a high stress job. You're, you know, you, you, you timing isn't necessarily right. So it's not like you eat all your meals at the right times. Things just never quite worked there. And when um, my son was um, in sports and was in wrestling, basically, we he did not want to have to, you know, run and do all that stuff in order to make weight. And that was a turnaround. So he said, you know, I want to eat better and be so I can be stronger. So let's get back into this, which made total sense and kind of brought back that roots of of our Um, my agricultural background. And so that's kind of how it came full circle around. But all of those years of of media and hospitality have really worked in both the nonprofit and in the agricultural world because you learn how to talk to those people and how to find where their benefits are, find what they need, find what you need, and then how can you match make that. And so for me, it was a perfect, and that's kind of what I call myself, is a local food broker or a matchmaker. When someone calls me up and says, hey, can you find me, you know, do you know where I can get this? Well, I usually have some farmer somewhere that does it and and we can can make it happen. So all that experience just led me to where I am today and and how to, 
you know, but it brought me back to kind of the beginning, so to speak. So I find it pretty interesting and it's, it's kind of a passion, um, you know, to be back in this, in the agricultural world. So, yeah. Yeah. So I'm hearing too, that your son was, was the impetus to you really changing the way that you ate. And now you're talking with grade school kids and knowing that how influential they can be because they were, he was very influential to you in this turnaround for you as well. And that's exactly right. Which is again, why we thought elementary kids, you know, if they go home and they tell their parents that they want to start eating tomatoes and carrots. And I have to tell you, it was really funny. We, we were talking to a young man who was in the greenhouse with us and we were asking him what he likes about it. And he goes, I love these carrots because they're so much sweeter. The ones we get from the store kind of salty and that just came out of the blue. And, and it just proved that really, truly they notice those things and that then they're going to their parents and saying, I want to eat, I want to grow carrots on my own, or I want to grow tomatoes on my own, or how can we do this? Even, even if it's just in one container on the patio, but making it available for kids to, to have access to that is going to change how they, you know, change their perspective as they get to be adults. And that was a huge, um, I have to tell you, I've done a few presentations and I usually start out with, I nearly killed my kid because I was in the media and I was a very busy person. We spent lots of time. I mean, we stopped at five o'clock, but guess what we did? We stopped at McDonald's and got, and no offense to McDonald's, but I'm just saying that we ate a lot of fast food. You know, when I looked on his shelf and he had every little McDonald's toy, I thought, okay, we're eating way too much fast food and we need to change our behavior. And when he started working in, or playing sports and said, you know, I think we need to look at our diets, it made total sense. And so that was a huge wake up call. Mm. Um, my husband and I were both in business for ourselves, so to speak. And, and so we had, you know, busy lives and, but that made, that was the huge um, turning point, so to speak. Yeah. So did you quit your job at that time? You said you were doing a business of your own, but did you quit your job to really move into this greenhouse project or how did that look? What was your transition? Well, yes, I was in the hospitality business and when, um, you know, uh, there was lots of little things that just kind of led to, to this, uh, I just found that my my focus just didn't want to be there anymore. So basically I retired from the hospitality business and then moved into the, into this business. And, um, literally we started out, uh, we did write for some grants and we, to, to kind of feel out the, um, the whole distribution things and, and we're fortunate to, to get some of those, but really just decided that this was, you know, if we could make this work, this would be a great opportunity. And so just decided to get out of the hospitality and move into this. And I've really never looked back. It's been awesome. We've had a great time. We've made, we've, we've um, got some excellent producers. We've met some great people and we have formed some excellent relationships and some some collaborations with, with groups of people I didn't never really thought we would do, but, but we, you know, um, we are making some deliveries now that, that are amazing. I mean, we've, we've gotten into some wholesale markets that, uh, will help catalyst to the next level and it takes time, but they're finally coming to fruition. So I think 
I think we're on the right track. Yeah, yeah. Of all of this, because there's there's just so much that's happening for you, what are you most proud of to date? Well, the fact that we've grown our fresh foods, CSAs to 85 is huge. Mm-hmm. We're hoping we're hoping by the end of this year we'll be at 100. And that in itself, that the logistics of that is really good. But I have to say, we have two full four-season greenhouses at Journey Elementary and Evansville Elementary. And we're building our third at Park Elementary. And those are pretty cool. When you go in and you see the things that they're growing and you see all of the kids and 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 their um their passion about what they're doing in the greenhouses that's really 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 cool and um so I love that part it's hard to say which is my favorite thing because you know today it might be the greenhouse because I'm working on the greenhouse but tomorrow it might be oh look at that beautiful veggie bag (laughs) so it's kind of hard to say any one but um I think those those are huge accomplishments and I think that we have a lot more to, to, to bring and I think that it's all gonna, it's, it's just going to be for the better of Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it seems like it just really fills your cup as well. You're always so excited when you're talking about it. It's why I love to talk with you too, because it makes me excited too. Well, and I guess I should mention um, one last thing. We have a terrific partnership with Banner Health on five and a half acres that we're planning to build more teaching greenhouses and, and gardens. And I guess I, I failed to mention that that was a huge hurdle. We have water on the property now, so that's huge. And so our next, um, our next step is we'll be raising funds to, to build greenhouses and move that forward. And, and then we'll have five and a half acres of food production and, teaching gardens and greenhouses. So we're pretty excited about all of that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's a big project. Huge. (laughs) So it's a teaching, they're teaching gardens. So what do you envision for that? And who are you teaching and how does that play out? Well, we want to partner with everyone, not just elementary kids or schools that can't build greenhouses of their own. They'll all have access to, to them. We'll have, for example, we're planning... All of the trees, other than the windbreak, but all of the trees that will be on will be some sort of fruit. So when we're planting those trees, that will become a class of sorts. So they will show them how to dig the holes, how to put the trees in, how to graft the trees, how to stake the trees, how, you know, all of that sort of thing. Everything that will be on that property will have some sort of teaching value. I'd love to partner with um, the ag departments um, at the schools for one section will be more traditional row crop. Uh, others will be greenhouses. Others will be raised beds. Others will be in just traditional gardens. So there'll be a little bit of everything. And we're hoping that that we can partner with the egg department so that they can take um, a section and then do a scalability. So if I grow this much in this amount of ground, I will be able to scale that up to an acre to two acres to five acres, that sort of thing. So that would be an opportunity that we really want to try and partner with them. So my, my, I've always been someone who want, likes to collaborate. Collaboration always makes 
better sense. And the more people that you collaborate with, the better the opportunities are available. And so we're hoping to really do, um, well, we have four basic programs, farm to farm to school, farm incubator, community gardens, and then, um, and I just lost the fourth one, but my, the plan is, is that, you know, every person has an opportunity to learn mm-hmm. and from something on the, on the five and a half acres. So then does that produce go into your boxes? Well, I would, Fresh Foods would buy that from those, from their gardens, because that's all part of the process. You know, if they're growing this much, if they're growing this much, then they have the opportunity to sell it at market or et cetera. Um, You know, we will work some institutional buying, but it would, to help make the project sustainable, um, my company, Fresh Foods, would definitely buy some of that produce from some of these groups in order for them, you know, to put in the boxes if that's, you know, we do kind of like that they grow sustainably and regeneratively, which is a, a, another huge area that we like to to um, educate on. And so that would be the plan. Yeah. Okay. So my mind is going to school lunches for some reason. So does any of this food, this good, healthy, more delicious food go into kids' school lunches? Or is there any plan for that to be something that we might see in the future? We are working with the Wyoming Department of Education. In fact, we're doing a pilot project um, right now where we have an opportunity to transport Fresh produce. Um, Obviously, we're coming to the right now in the winter when things aren't growing, but we have just been working with the Department of Education to help them transport. And so basically work with schools who are in their program who want to buy fresh and local produce. We will um, contact those schools, find out what is they want. We'll have a, a, a wholesale availability list. That will be um, then picked up from the local producer and then delivered into the school districts, and they will be able to use that in their lunch program. We've been working on this for a long time, and we're going to do a pilot project this next year. And so we're hoping that we'll get more and more of that into the into the schools. Right now, in Natrona County, the kids, what they grow in the greenhouse, say at Journey, does go into their snack program. So they take that in the, into the school and they have a small little prep kitchen that they um, then create snacks for it. Mm. But we're working really hard to work with the department of education and the USDA in order to try and do more farm to school. It's a huge push for all over the country. And so we are going to do this pilot project for the next 18 months and see how it works and see where it takes us. So Fingers crossed, we'll be able to get more food into school lunches. (laughs) Oh, I sure hope so. I just get chills just hearing you talk about it. It's a need that has been there for such a long time. I'm kind of sad my kids are out of school now. Of course, they're eating their healthy food where they are, so that's good. But I love it for kids. It's interesting that you bring that up because I do have um, one one of the people that we've worked closely with in the planning process actually has kind of worked on, um, I think he calls them Wyoming Wednesdays or something where he tries to put local food on Wednesdays in the cafeteria. 
He found that his lunch numbers went up on those days. They loved it. And we're, um, you know, we're kind of going to work on that. Even if you don't do it for every day, let's try one day where you might have, you know, salad mixings from local people. Your salad bar is all local stuff. And um, he found that his lunch numbers went up, that um, the kids loved it. They, um, and can't wait for it to happen. And so, you know, we're hoping that that baby step will move into much larger opportunities. Oh, it's just another opportunity for kids to make a difference just by eating the food that's there and being excited about it, that that can move a school district. That's a really, that's like moving mountains. Exactly. that's a really big deal. I know. I'm pretty excited about it. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to talk to you, Leanne. I think we're getting close to the end of the time, but I would love to hear how listeners can learn more about you. Well, um, we have, um, we have a couple of different websites. Um, our Casper Community Greenhouse Project is at www.growcasper.org. We are Fresh Foods is basically www.eatwyoming.com. And there you can see what producers we've, we've partnered with. And there's some recipes on there and et cetera. Or you can just call me because obviously I love to talk. <laughs> So I have no problem. Feel free to give me um, a call. And um, I don't know if you want me to give my number, but I certainly don't mind. Um, I can leave all of that in the show notes, actually. So I'll include your number so people can give you a call. That would be awesome. And then they can visit you at your store now. Absolutely. Um, I do have a warehouse and we have a, um, my warehouse. I open my warehouse on Wednesday, Thursday, and Fridays. Um, from one to six, because I'm there uh, a lot, but that way they're welcome to stop by and visit. I keep all of the products we, almost all of the products that we have on our website available. And um, I would love to have anyone come in and visit and talk more about what opportunities there are for them. Mm, love that. Yeah. So if you're in Casper or if you're coming through, then be sure to stop by and see Leanne and otherwise check her out online. I'll have all of the being able to access you on my show notes. So be sure to check that out as well. Yep. And my email is really easy. I'm the veggie lady at eatwyoming.com. So V-E-G-G-I-E-L-A-D-Y at eatwyoming spelled out.com. Love it. Thank, Thank you, you so much, Leanne. This, this is so, so fun. fun. I'm so glad <laughs> to learn more. Thank you for listening to Leading Life, a production by the Center for Conscious Communication, hosted by me, Stacy Carruth. I'd like to thank Ty Pierce for his artwork and technical guidance. If you haven't already, make sure to follow Leading Life on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. And if you enjoy the show, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening, and catch you again next time. <laughs>